Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Woganberry podcast. Yes, what are we today? The premiere podcast for the Hooray It's Summer edition. Yeah, I don't know. These legs are out and I'm not sure oh, they're happy I've about it. I've got to tell you that Kim and I are both sitting here in a pair of shorts. Of shorts. Shorts and neon legs on my part. Uh, yeah, shorts, neon legs. And With a scar on my knee. I've got a appara- scab knee too. Look. Apparently I'm in year five. Yep, look at mine. Scab knee. How did you get yours? Pulled myself out awkwardly from a pool in Bali last week. <laughs> Do you want to know how I got mine? <laughs> Don't say what I think you're going to say. No, margarita. Margarita accident. Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah, it's yeah. It's taken a long time to I know. Heal. I don't know. Maybe I've got leukemia. Don't even joke about leukemia. No, that's bad. That was very tasteless. I'm that sorry. I've had, a few, I've had a few champagnes, people. I'm, okay, so we've got to give all you bets a are off. scenario. We're here tonight. We've sent um, two of our friends who are both childless, by choice. By choice. Um, they're feeding all the berry boys and the weird boys <laughs> in the backyard. We've let them loose on the barbecue. Yeah. Um, and the other interesting thing to note is that um, I've issued Kim a challenge tonight. It's a mystery box challenge. Yes, I am doing a mystery box. It's like I'm back on MasterChef all over again. Do you know Kim was on MasterChef? I bet they didn't. Well, now you know. So if anyone works in that realm and has access to the archives, if you actually find my ugly snot crying when I didn't get on, I will hunt you down and I will pull your heart out with my bare hands. Who was the nicest of all the judges? Um, uh, Matt. Matt Cavat. Yep. He came across as the scariest, and then when we were in, he was so lovely. He told me that he would come to my house and eat my dinner, Aww. and he would have seconds. Aww. And who's that little mole of a man? Who's that? George. Yeah. Oh, George. He was an asshole. The George Cullen Absolute ass. Yep. Absolute oh, asshole. you heard it here first, people. He, um, he's, not like, he's not being raised right. In what way? And no manners. He in, has no manners. In what way? He was just rude. <gasps> what did he say? He told me that there was a hole in the wall restaurant in Singapore where you could get uh, a version of what I had made that was, you know, like astronomically better. And Matt pointed out to him that not everyone could actually go to Singapore to have that dish and that he would then... What yeah. a little cock. Yeah. And then who's that That Gary, you know, Gary. he's just white bread on white bread. He just didn't really say much at all. I wasn't at home. Okay. So but Matt, 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 I would and have... And you know, Matt listens to this. He listens he? to this Because I loved him. We I wanted love to go, you. I wanted to go and give him a hug and just go, thank you, because I tried my hardest. So tonight I've given her the choice of two proteins. Yes, two proteins. Chicken and lamb I've so what have lamb. you done I've so far just give us 30 seconds rundown okay so i'm marinating some lamb in a bit of fish sauce and kaffir lime leaf bit of oil and worcestershire and i've got some vegetables roasting in the oven so potatoes are roasting separately because i reckon who doesn't love a roast potato it doesn't really go with the flavor session but you know ding 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 and then there's some other roast veggies and uh, the the millstone of the whole mystery box was quinoa I mean, I'd sooner just grate, you know, cardboard and eat it. But anyway, so I'm going to try and make quinoa edible and fun. But we'll see how that goes. But everything else will be delicious. And I think it will be interesting because over the period of the course of this podcast, we'll be able to dish up and eat and probably come back and report. Yes. Yes. We are mixing it up tonight, ladies and Speaking gents. of reporting. Yes. I caught Ruby Wax on Twitter today. Oh. Ruby Wax, of course, is my yes. Like, just oh my god, I love her. And she's like your spirit 
animal. Oh, everyone's my spirit animal at the moment. I'm forgiving. <laughs> so uh, she did a series a long time ago called The American Pie. And uh, it was filmed in 2000. And she re-released it today on Twitter where she spent some time with Donald Trump. Oh, God. And she released it saying, please share this wide and far so he doesn't get to be the president. And if you can bother looking it up, if you're bored tonight or tomorrow or whenever you're listening, Wednesday. Yes. yes. Whenever you're listening. In between now and our next podcast. <laughs> or if you're binge listening, which, dear God, I hope you have alcohol. <laughs> It was really interesting. He called her the most obnoxious woman that he's ever met. Kel um, surprise. <laughs> and <laughs> they interviewed Melania uh, before she had married him. Oh, she looks very different. But um, <laughs> on Wednesday, I'm having a chicken and champagne luncheon. Oh, some... I heard you're having a chicken and champagne luncheon. luncheon. some very politically savvy friends of mine. Oh. And... Um, I just, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Thoughts? Okay. This is my current thinking on the American situation. Everyone is in the mindset of, oh my God, you like Trump cannot be president. Um, very valid statement. But can but, I just ask you to pause what, no, there? No no, yeah. no, no, no. Because I've last watched the last two episodes of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah. And they've both thrown us <laughs> at the end. So I'm thinking, is this going to happen? Oh, look, it probably will. But what... <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it like that. No. Say. Listen, shh. This is what I'm wondering. Deep breathing exercise. No one's actually... Everyone's in the zone of this can't happen. No one's actually talking about, okay... If it happens, then what happens? So what's going to happen if he's president? Like, what will happen to international, like, financial markets? Oh, they're already sliding. What is going to happen to uh, various international trade agreements? He's already said he's going to pull out of um, the Paris Agreement for climate change uh, and every other international treaty and agreement and God knows what else. Um, It's just... I'm really, I really want people to actually start thinking about, okay, we get him in, he's meant to shake it all up and move it all about and give us a whole fresh breath of air in, in Washington. And, but truly, what, what, is going, what is it that landscape going to look like? I don't know. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to be here. Uh, Can I tell you something interesting that I, I saw today? Again, Twitter is my friend. Mia Freeman, the uh, powerhouse that is Mamma Mia, um, pointed out the fact that Oprah hadn't endorsed Hillary. Oh. I think it was Mia Freeman. Apologies, Mia, if you're listening, because I know you listen to this as well. But, um, you know, where is... We've got some heavy-heating listeners. I didn't quite realise this. I might need to stop swearing. Donald listens too. Donald. The Don. Um, You know... Precious little oompa loompa. And where where is Oprah Winfrey during all of this? She has actually been very quiet, hasn't she? No, no, no. She's she's totally endorsed Hillary. Oh, has she? But she's been very busy because she's running this big production company now, of which I got an email from today. And can I just say, everyone... (laughs) It took a sum total of seven minutes and 27 seconds before we had to get mention of the fact that someone from my co-host, <laughs> that would be me, I got an email today um, from someone from Oprah Winfrey's um, 
If you do not take me along to become famous no, with no, you, no, no, I will no, be so no, cranky. No, no. No, no, if no. I am not the madge to your Dame Edna, <laughs> I am going to absolutely, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't do. know why. I've been writing on the internet for a billion years and I've written something a long time ago, which I can't even remember writing, called The Seven Habits of the Irritating Husband. And someone from a show... Uh, uh, Oprah doesn't do a show anymore, right? No. So this is kind of fun. She's swanning around. Some... She's swanning around with those cockadoodle spoodle things that she's cockadoodle spoodles. Yeah. So it's some like work experience person <laughs> that's been there for a day <laughs> on some show that dude. I'm telling you, they're the not bringing anyone on this the Oprah network for a show I've never heard of. And I had to Google. I've got more followers than they do on Twitter. <laughs> um, and they want me to go on the show to talk about this article that i've written and i i haven't gotten back to them yet because i i don't want to burst the bubble because as soon as i realize that i'm just this fucking daggy mum in the burbs of sydney they're not going to want anything to do with oh, me that is, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you I'm, that. i'm calling you on that they want you hook line singer. i'm framing it i don't care like honestly I'm, i seriously can't remember what the article is about but i will i will take that and i will run with that and when I, I am dead and buried, Kim, on my tombstone. It was like was, contacted by Oprah Winfrey's production house. <laughs> and you know what? That's good enough for me. Look, I would I would die a happy woman with that. Speaking of silver linings. Yes. Um, we've got a new segment called Silver Linings. Silver Linings. Silver we're, Linings. We're, she's trying to bump out my fashion hits because... No, know. no, the fashion's coming soon. We've got a couple of special guests coming up, so make sure you stick around. I just want to talk briefly... Um, my friend Kimberly next to me, she is a solo parent. I am a solo parent. Not by choice. Um, and this week I'm solo parenting. You are. Because my husband's abandoned me for a dirt bike. Yes. Although you did abandon him for barley. Shut so it's up. fair enough. And then I'm going to the Northern Territory next weekend. So we will not talk about that again. <laughs> um, the best thing about solo parenting for me is just like eating toast for dinner. Yeah. And making scrambled eggs for the kids. Yeah. And chopping up a carrot. And not that, like, my husband really expects a fancy dinner. No, but, like, I know, but it's different. It's, and I, you take them out of the mix. And, and the lack like, of washing. Yeah. How can one... And they, don't, they only wear one outfit a day, but somehow taking that out of the wash. And my, you know, my husband wore, you know, he wore chef uniforms. So I'd have those stinking... I had those stinky, festy, salmon, stinky... Clothes. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. And I do actually wonder, like, I do actually wonder if the child bride washes them or if he washes them. Oh, who gives a shit? You don't I don't care. Them. I just wonder. And then I think, I bet she does. I bet that poor naive poppet oh, washes her. those. Un- I do, she's lovely. Yeah. We need, we need to fill up. We need to. We there's a whole get filling. get her on the show. Mm. This is we're talking no, about. No, I don't think she'd go that Kim's, um, ex- we do need to talk about. We do need to talk about the meeting of the partners, though. Okay. Well, we can do that later. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a little commercial break. But before we do that, there's something that I would like to. Um, I would like to give to Kim. Oh. Something that I found today, and I don't know if you've been um, following me recently, but Kim's actually given me the shits a fair bit this week. <laughs> She's been questioning a lot of things that I've been doing. She's laughing at the fact that I have a, a uh, fake sheepskin <laughs> over the back of my office chair saying, what's next? Like a beaded taxi cab thing. It is. It's 
seriously, it's a slippery slope, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she's she's been on her rags this week, so I get, <laughs> no, they haven't even arrived yet. This has right. just been the lead up. Right. So today, when I was <laughs> I was out shopping, and I found something for it, and it's going to be hard to translate. And I'm going to ask him to discuss every move she does now when she opens this <laughs> gift that I'm giving her. And I'm going to be silent. Oh, my Lord. Okay, it's a plastic bag. Oh, it's a Target plastic bag. I'm opening it. Oh, it's green. Oh, it's green. I love green. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. okay. The first thing I've seen, uh, the first thing I've seen is the label, which says Target collection maternity. Maternity! Oh, you're an asshole! <laughs> oh my god! It has. <laughs> it has holes! It has holes in the shoulders! You know how I feel about holes in the shoulders? I think that you're not articulating because this isn't oh a visual. Oh my god! She has brought. Okay, so she's bought me a green maternity. Lovely colour. It is a lovely colour. Well, the maternity thing was neither here nor there. Maternity t shirt. Um. And we all know from the last podcast my feelings about shirts that have holes in the shoulders. So your shoulders are exposed, so and you get a little air con happening. Yeah, and this has holes in the shoulders. But it's green. It's my favourite colour. I'm freaking going to wear it. So what can you have to say about that? Thank, Thank you. you, Woogsy. Thank you. <laughs> Even though you've been a total mole to me. <laughs> I've been a total mole. You're still at my at, at the top of my thoughts when I'm Look at that. At maternity <laughs> A maternity shirt with holes in the shoulders. Okay, it's I'm so going to go and get her to try that on. We're going to make sure that right. our single by choice uh, friends oh, have found They haven't burnt down the... <laughs> <laughs> the undercover back, yeah. patio out the back. And we'll see you just after this quick commercial break. Quick commercial break. Ciao. And we're back. Hello. Did Hello. you enjoy that commercial break? I did enjoy that commercial break. I might have to stop drinking champagne, seeing as I am going to have to drive home at some point this well, evening. Well, that's fine, because um, how is the Mystery Box Challenge going? Okay, so the potatoes are cooked. Yeah. So they're beautiful and crispy and crunchy and hot now, so they'll be beautifully soggy and warm by the time we eat them mm-hmm. uh the vegetables the other vegetables that i roasted are done mm-hmm. uh so all that will be next in the next break is uh to whip up the shredded cardboard also known as quinoa and a quick what is quinoa quick, oh shredded cardboard they claim that it's some you know like super food. super food but it's not it's actually shredded cardboard no, in fact what's the country of origin from quinoa uh, the factory floor of you know. <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> okay, we've got, a, we've got a very couple of special guests here for Wugenberry. We do. It's a little bit exciting. It's a bit exciting. Now, this next guest I met about six years ago. Oh, well, you're positively family by now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And um, I met her because I have been a very passionate supporter for uh, marriage equality for a very long time now. And I met this chickadee during a rally, and her name's Michelle Leslie. She's an interior designer. She's pretty ugly. Oh, she's. <laughs> we look. We look positively like glamatrons next I to know, her. Let me tell you, honestly. And she's one of the kindest and funniest women that I know do you know I have to confess as soon as I met her I was like I'm gonna hate her she's a beautiful person she's one of the beautiful people like there's seriously there is more fat under my pinky fingernail than there is on her entire body and she's like seven foot 
Uh, but she's really so, nice. So, so funny. She's so, we, so nice. We thought we'd get her in this afternoon, this evening, tomorrow, Wednesday, whenever you're listening, to yeah. talk about interior designs. Michelle, welcome to Wooganberry. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I need to make a confession before we even start. Please. My house, the interior design style of my house, is a cross between that of an Ikea catalogue and that of a uni <laughs> dorm room. <laughs> and that's basically it. And my partner, Rob, have we ever talked about Rob? I'm yes, seeing this guy called okay, Rob. Yeah. Anyway, he lives in a tiny little studio flat and it basically looks like a display apartment because it's just him and he's incredibly OCD. clean and OCD. So there's sort of nothing. You know. Which is easy to be OCD in a studio apartment when you're by yourself. Well, that is true. To be I honest, have four children in half a house. So, honest. you know. And so I just needed to get that off my chest because... I don't know why. And Michelle's in my house now. I'm a bit nervous, <laughs> a bit nervous because I'm a big believer in buying secondhand. For me, everything in our house, apart from the mattresses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, you've got to draw the line somewhere. You know, this here, we're sitting at, uh, at this desk, which was my grandfather's desk, which I paid oh. to have done. Michelle... Let's hear from you. Otherwise, we will swamp you. <laughs> Tell us what trends are over. Trends that are over, I would say a feature wall. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I've got a feature wall and I hate it. Yeah. But I'm too lazy to deal with it. Let's paint it out. Yeah. 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 Feature walls. What else? We've got um, a friend of ours, Steve Murphy, coming in. I would say the antler is over. I know. Okay, so everyone, <laughs> I, when we were all together outside, because we are going to have another special guest later on, and I said, okay, tell me about what's a tre- what's in, what's out. Talk to me about the antler. <laughs> and Michelle. Michelle was all ready to go, it's all over. <laughs> and our friend went, oh, I've just done my whole room in Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> it was priceless. So yeah, the antler you, is over. Can yeah. I tell you a little bit about the antler mm. thing? And, like, I am a 100% bona fide leopard print wearing old lady. Even, your, even your glasses yeah, have even leopard print. Even my glasses have But I cannot abide by a cowhide in my house. I oh, a, cow, a cowhide? Yeah, I, I had one for a while and I just, it was bad You juju. did? It was bad juju. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I don't love a cowhide. I think they're a bit dumb. Tell me, tell me what your ideal, uh, just a room, like tell me what your ideal room would be oh, like. Oh, like your ideal bedroom. Yeah. And like sh- a neutral palette. Yeah, neutral palette, lots of luxury textures, lots of beautiful linens, all neutral, and then you can accessorise with a muted dusty colour. Oh. Mm. How do you oh, feel about So that's not working with my current, on, in my bedroom at the moment, there are hedgehog flannel sheets <laughs> and a yellow and white striped doona. Mm. How do you feel about velvet? <laughs> I do love a really beautiful velvet. Though. Yeah, I love But is velvet. there velvets and then there velvets? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a really beautiful Italian velvet and then there's a frightening velvet. What's a frightening velvet? Oh. You know those, um, like a polyester velvet? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Sweaty yeah. velvet. Oh, horrible. See, my dream is to actually have a velvet couch, like a lounge, a velvet mm, lounge. But a beautiful velvet. Yes, a velvet. Mm. Yes, a beautiful velvet. Not a, like, what fantastic furniture. Is, what colour is your velvet uh, couch? Don't say purple. No, no. It, well, it varies. Like, sometimes I just want it a... Um, a, a really the deepest of deepest blues 
And then sometimes I think like almost a really deep aquamarine sort of colour. Sometimes I, I did see once a beautiful velvet purple lounge, but I reckon you would have that purple lounge for about three years and go, yeah, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And the amount you're going to spend on a gorgeous lounge, you need it to be Let's around for one. a long we'll time. We'll go shopping next week. We'll find <coughs> one. Oh, Custom. Stop it. Custom. Custom. Okay, <laughs> Michelle, I've got to talk to you about the, the phenomena that is the Kmart homewares. Can I tell you? Yes, you know, please. When you go to a foreign country, let's call it China, and you go to the um, markets and you kind of go, wow, I just want to buy something that's really fabulous to take home. And you get home and you go, how the hell did I get this crap here back in Australia? <laughs> it's positively hideous. You need to refine your eye at Kmart. You know, when you just go in there and you feel overwhelmed, everything looks nice oh and they God. put it all together. You need to have that eagle eye to refine it. So you can oh. buy something at yep. Kmart? 100%. Okay, but not the whole look. Not the whole look. You can't go in and you go, I'm going to take that all from that my whole bedroom. Room. But you can t- like totally get a pointed element and item accessorize that's really, really great from there. Okay, so I do like marble bowls for the kitchen, yeah, yeah, brass spoons. Because I've got like a marble doorstop that I like to kick every second day. Do you? You enjoy that? Yeah, Yeah. well, I don't enjoy it, but it just happens. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it. But there is some things at Kmart, and they do home with beautiful bowl sets. Yeah, beautiful, you know. I did actually have quite a nice bowl from Kmart, and then one of my boys put it through the dishwasher. Uh Yeah, funnily enough, it it didn't come out so well. (laughs) Okay. I don't have to do it. (laughs) Flataki rugs. (laughs) I'm going to throw out a couple of things now, and I just want you to answer What's a flataki rug? And you call yourself a designer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to throw a couple of things out to Mm -hmm. you, and you've just got to give me one or two word answer. Chevron print. Has its place. (laughs) <laughs> Where? <laughs> not in our house. Yeah, not in my house. Not in my house. Um, big like statue crosses on the walls. Radnata. What? At Radnata's salon, they have them. Oh, oh okay. okay. I don't know who that is. They're no, hairdressers. Oh, Jesus! Look at our hair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we got a fancy hair. Fancy hairdresser, but just not Brad Nata. Brad Nata. Well, I reckon. Brad Nata. I reckon if you have some absolute, you know, incredibly statuesque house that's got lots of sort of raw sort of cement and wood, and you know, it's just you can you can carry off big shit like uh-huh. you know big statues and crucifixes. <gasps> and, got the next one. Got the next one. Scandy. Scandi, is that a trend? Yeah, Scandi. Scandi. Yeah. Scandinavian, anything sort of good? Nordic. Yeah, in, it's, it, it has its moment in its authenticity. It is beautiful. But there's a big movement of it. Um, I don't really like, um, in Australia we have really relaxed laws about furniture being copied. Oh, yes. Yeah, so mm, I don't support buying furniture that is a direct copy of a designer's. Um, the laws, I haven't quite been firmed around the boundaries of that yet so some of the scandy furniture that isn't a direct copy i'll happily support but not direct copies interesting mm-hmm. interesting mm. um art deco which is my personal favorite yeah i love it 
Yeah? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you've been in my house now for a few hours. Um, how would you describe my style? <laughs> <laughs> Eclectic? I'm so at home wherever you are in the world. Oh, I'm happily oh, at home here. This is why we love Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Leslie, an amazing interior designer, does... Stunning work, and we're so pleased to have you on the show Thank today. Um, we're going to uh, go to a next commercial break. We've yes. been unfulfilled by a commercial body. I know, yet to have any, you know, supporters in terms of paying us any form of money. Useless. But, you know, we just do it for the love of it. We do it for the love of it. So, we're going to take a quick break and come back because you are about to meet the most amazingly fabulous, most, like... Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Uh, exuberant publicist to the stars he's got he all is. the goss and we yes. went to uni with him back I know. Years ago. I know so we're some of his oldest friends even though I haven't seen him yeah and he's so apart from that. totally nervous to come on so make sure you're back and we'll see you after this break see ya And we're back. And we're back. Here we all are. Welcome back to William Berry. Oh, so excited. We've got a special guest again. I know. Have we ever been so excited? We've had two I special know. guests this week. Welcome to the premiere podcast for the Hooray for Summer edition, which actually Kim pointed out to me. It's not summer. It's not quite summer yet. I know. At least can one, I, of, can least I jump one in of us yet? is on the Or do I have to wait for an yeah, intro? Yeah, you have to wait for an <laughs> intro. And we are... Um, we Come on, area, the premiere podcast for Hooray for Summer, but it's not summer, but it felt like summer today. Oh, yeah, it, it did actually. It was a bit windy, though. It was windy. I, we're not talking the weather, we're talking a Mr. Steve Murphy. Okay, so I'm going to... Jog it in. I'm going to... Okay, jog it in. Clap it in, clap it in. Okay, so we are very lucky this week because we've had two very special guests on the Wiganberry podcast. And you've just met Michelle Leslie, who is like interior designer to the stars. And we want to take you back now. The year was 1992. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The year was 1992, which was how many years ago? A, A long time. 24. 24 and years ago. Good at math, girls. Good at math. Yeah. Numeral. <laughs> and I was doing a primary teaching degree. Primary teaching. Can you imagine your children being taught by Mrs. Wu? Could be illegal now. Um, but most of my friends were doing a comms degree and as you know, Kim Berry is yes. a journalist, hard-hitting yes. journalist. I am a hard-hitting journalist. Hard-hitting journalist. And then another friend of ours, his name was Steve Murphy. At the time, my name was Kate Murphy and we decided <laughs> before he sprung from the closet like a frog on heat... <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to go there, were we? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go there. there. A little bit. We're there. We're, um, we're just within minute, within... So when he used to be yeah, uh, straight, um, we got married at the Rafters Bar. We got married. At Rafters. No, it wasn't at the Rafters Bar. It was at Eddie Bar. Okay, oh, so Eddie. I'm going to introduce you to Steve Murphy. Well, that's Michelle. disappointing. Why wasn't it at the League Club? Um, I'm going to introduce you now to Steve Murphy, who will tell you <laughs> why he was my first husband. Oh, can I just tell you? First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be here. And the fact that I had to drive so far and, and my GPS, it like nearly ruined me to get here. But it's like out of cans, isn't it? It's like cans. Next time I'm getting the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I feel that I need to background your listeners, ladies, because I, I feel that sometimes you two being as good 
at what you do is what you are, that there's a little bit of backstory missing. So I just feel I need to backtrack and just explain. I have been incredibly fortunate enough to know both these ladies since the early 90s when we were... Children. 18. In 14. We were child prodigies. Child. <laughs> children. We were, we're children. Uni, we were child prodigies. I don't even think you were shaving then. Oh, no, I was. <laughs> and I had the, the absolute pleasure of knowing these two ladies at university. Um, Kim was, in fact, my O-Week leader. <laughs> no! Yes. Oh, God, I would have been, wouldn't yes. I? Yes. Yes, because I'm much younger than you two. Um, and so Kim was my O-Week leader. And so I turn up at university, fresh off the boat from Griffith. And the person to introduce me to university life... Oh my God, I'm blushing. ...was all-consuming. Yeah. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) I was, in fact, the O-Week coordinator that year. So I ran the whole thing. And I remember there was a guy... um, Gorgeous. You were very busy, very important. I was very important. And... uh, but there was a there was a guy who actually ended up being great, and there was a girl who played the your dreadful Muriel. Who was what was her name in? Oh, um, oh my god! <gasps> she ended up at parties at my house in third year. Yeah, that um, would make sense. She was on Excess Baggage on Channel Nine. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know her yeah, name. yeah. So anyway, the Christian group during O Week turned up to a um, presentation for something else and went in with a dead rat and dropped the dead <gasps> rat on the lecture. Yes. And did something about, you know, some sort of Christian I don't know, parable or some rubbish. And I remember someone coming to me going, oh, my God, they've turned up with a dead rat to such and such. And I absolutely, I, you, I was like, it, it was like Mama Bear. Had, <laughs> it was the early showing of my Mama Bear side. And I went to the little Christian hovel and tore them a new one. Oh. absolutely. Absolutely went Well, we all like to and... talk to Christians a new one. Gabby Milgate. Gabby, Gabby Milgate. And then know, Gabby Milgate. Hilarious woman, just quietly. Yeah, she, she's hilarious. And she wrote something. And then I was editing one of the assistant editors to the uni newspaper because not being overachieving at all. we had a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> did, did I have a university? <laughs> I can't even remember And the newspaper was called Interpolator. <laughs> Weirdly not ringing any bells. <laughs> I remember anyway, the radio station to um, And uh, Lara did it. and um, Lara Sinclair? Lara Sinclair was the editor. Oh my gosh, she's and amazingly Sasha, successful. She's incredible. Can we talk about the alumni? And Sasha Rundle and myself were the deputy okay. editors. It, it's really boring now. <laughs> like, people it are is listening. not. It's boring. Um, Charles Sturt alumni. Charles Let's Sturt. talk about Monique Wright. Hello. Yes. Have an honest <clears throat> Can I tell you, Monique Wright got me my first ever three jobs. Not one, not two, but three. She got me my first three jobs in media. Like, I literally would not have a career unless it was from Monique so, Wright. So, Monique Wright um, is the host of Weekend Sunrise. She was my bridesmaid. She's one of my best friends. She's one of the... One of the funniest bitches you've ever met. I've ever met. Like, we just love you her. You know she was my bridesmaid I as well, know. don't you? Yeah. I know. And then there was, um, you were at uh, My year was wedding. more successful than yours. Oh. <laughs> because, listeners, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Kim and Woog were the year above me. I'm older, but they were above me. I did not know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I, no, no, cause I was, and I was a year above you because I did a year at Sydney first and then went to Bathurst. 
My year is so ridiculously successful, it's embarrassing. Like, I, I kind of think I cruise through life and I go, you know, I've done okay. I, you know, I'm still wearing clothes and I know where I live. And then I... I then, remember my PIN number. I remember my PIN number. Oh. And I know my iTunes password. What more do you oh. need it, once you Once you learn that... Highway to heaven. But every time I turn on the TV now, there are people that I went to uni with. And it's now embarrassing because I'm like, I'm an underachiever. Oh, shut up. We're going to actually focus on you now, Steve. Um, So Steve Murphy is basically the best publicist in Sydney. (laughs) He's the publicist to the stars. He's the publicist to the stars. And he has helped me... um, through my mummy blogging career, when I've stumbled yes. across... And what a career it has oh, been. thank you. Quite the trajectory. Do you know, it's actually been fascinating. And, oh, oh, oh I feel I was going down a serious path then. But it's actually been amazing to, to be able to watch and share with what uh, Mrs. Woog and her colleagues have done in this new media space and carved out this new territory. Like, it literally is unprecedented. And I remember when Mrs. Woog, who to me will always be my first wife. I know. Let's take a moment. Divorced. Take a moment. Take a moment. Take a moment. But what what her and her um, uh, comrades, I, comrades, that's a, I don't know why I chose comrades, but what you and the people that you've carved out this incredible new space with, it's it's been amazing to kind of watch you grow in it and watch you own it and watch you develop your own brand and brand is such an oh, overword used now I know I'm sorry I'm sorry okay well let me let me back that up when I say brand with people like you two I mean authenticity yeah yes. because if you're not authentic people see through bullshit a mile yeah. off yeah. the yeah. audience of whatever medium it's smarter than the three of us put together uh, okay maybe not that smart <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on, like, this but is the, the meeting of the minds. The authenticity that you've brought to what you do and how you were at the forefront of this whole new space and and, um, and you've carved out this career for yourselves, which you completely own. That's the other thing I love about what you do. And I'm blowing smoke up your ass now. But, totally. But now's the time. Yeah. It's like you completely own what you do. It is on your terms. You do, you say, you write whatever you want, and you fucking own it. And I... Hats off to you, girls. Oh, Who gosh. would have thought the two drunken bums I knew back at CSU in the early 90s? I know. <laughs> Still drunken oh bums, but apparently God. doing it with style. No, okay. but it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, thank you. That's really generous of you, and I really appreciate that. Like, it's been good and hard. It, and, 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 you know, can you imagine, like, when we were at uni, can you imagine if someone had said to us, there's going to be a whole space for you guys to just create your own niche like and just do your own thing. We didn't have your email. own rules. We didn't have an email. Wait, we didn't have oh, do you remember? Do you remember the, the computer room? Do you remember the computer room? We were both yelling at me. Calm down. <laughs> I used to type my like when I chose to do my assignments. assignments I used to type them on a type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I remember so I started weird. first year and I thought I was so posh because I had one of those electronic typewriters that, that had, had a memory. Yeah. Imagine having a memory on your typewriter. Okay, Steve, I want to know your most favourite 
um, publicity gig, like the thing that the, the project that you worked on that just was the most fun. And can I just the backtrack mo- right now and say that Steve is the most amazing publicist? In yeah, you've the already game. said that. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 I have to say it again. No, because we've heard it once. He knows everyone, he knows everything, and he doesn't have a bitch about anyone, and it <laughs> drives me mental. <laughs> Wait for my memoirs. My memoirs are going to go through the roof. Yeah. No, uh, the most, the, there are two things that, um, there are two periods that stand out. The first was the the first Big Brother. Yes. With Sarah Marie, Ben and yes, Blair. Yes, yes, yes. That is about three chapters in my memoirs. Oh. But the most, the most, the most amazing experience I ever had, um, I was fortunate to be the publicist on the first Australian Idol. <gasps> and to, to, that was the first big... <laughs> you were like... <gasps> that was the first big... Okay, Is that Guy, Guy, Guy. The first time we met Guy, and uh, um, you know that footage will haunt him to, for the rest of his life. He was, we were filming him as he was coming out of a portaloo before his audition. Like, yeah. and we're in, the, it, you know, in Adelaide. If anyone's from Adelaide, like across the other side of the river, and this hotel was about to be torn down because we had no money, and it was like this disused, derelict hotel with portaloos out the front, and that's where we met Guy Sebastian. And then to go through that whole experience and then um, six to eight months Gosh, later yeah. be at the Opera House wow. and to have And Guy, to see him now, like... Oh, well, we still work together. That's the other weird thing because we... He's, yeah, yeah, of you course. Know, we, we keep crossing paths. It's amazing how you keep crossing paths with people yeah. uh, with what I do. But don't you think, particularly with that um, reality TV um, sort of genre, and, and less so with things like, um, say, something like, Idol or X Factor or any of those where every year you get new talent and they and they sort of know what the formula they know what the formula is. But in other shows, say like Survivor or um, or Big Brother or those, you the first ones are the most special. I would say about no one no one knows what's going to happen, what's where it's going to go, you know, like and so. there's this sort of exhilaration. You know, oh, whereas you can watch the ba- you can watch shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette now and just sort of roll your eyes and go, you're an idiot. You you know, like, have you not watched the show ever before? Or you know, so you know, I come back to the to what I was how I describe you two as authentic. It's like the first series of any show, and I and whether I've been incredibly fortunate, and I was on the first series of Biggest Loser yeah. and Far More Wants a Wife. So you think you can dance? I loved Farmer Wants Farmer Wants a Wife, and it's for like it's it's it's. And like... that made me wonder to Farmer, but I was already married. <laughs> like those farmers. Babe, we farm. all dream of landing a farmer one time. <laughs> all of us. There's something about R.M. Williams that just you know, it is those moleskins. But those first series of any show, it's like there is something special about it, um, and, and and it's because it's like. Um, there's not a preconceived idea about what they're doing or what they're going to get out of it or what yeah, they're going yeah. to achieve. Do you know what? One of my all-time favorite shows to have ever worked on, and I still talk about it with the people that were in it, was the first series of So You Think You Can Dance, <gasps> because yeah. dancers they work their asses off yeah. their entire life. And Tell me about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not a dancer, but my son is a dancer, and oh Jesus Christ. And dancers. Anytime they get to be in the spotlight, it's a good day. And yeah. that show. Yeah, I and love the, and, that show. And the final four, Jack, Reese, Kate, and um, 
Demi. I see. I still remember it. And it was yeah. all these years ago. Um, it was just incredible to go on this, and they—I cannot tell you how hard they worked. Oh. Like they were dancing, like you know, twelve hours, seven oh. days a week, and they Gosh. were exhausted. And you know, that's how I learnt what protein was. <laughs> <laughs> Because as dancers, as a production of, company... As protein, can oh. we just switch across to cooking shows? Are they done? Cooking no, no, no. Australians shows? will always love cooking. Yeah. We're, it, cooking reality shows. No, they? no, no. I don't think they are. I just think I, my personal take as much as... Uh, a viewer as much as anything is that... We will always like to see Australians doing well at something. And it doesn't matter what it is. Whether it be baking, whether it be cooking. Whether it's me being bikini model. Duff, Um, you're not far off being a bikini (laughs) model. I know. Let me tell you. Jesus. Can we just talk about this transformation that you've gone through? I've had a shitty year. I've had a shitty year. It's It's called the grief diet. I don't think I can motivate you anymore. Oh, honey. Oh, no, I can't. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the the building and the the property and do you know what they still rate through the roof they still absolutely rate through the roof and I think Australians are um, property and real estate obsessed Um, why I think because we have to pay so much for it oh my god like it's ridiculous Mm. it's Mm. so ridiculous the block has done amazingly well like it's yeah it's reality television is supply and demand. And it's oh, the audience what, what do you know about television, Steve? <laughs> no, Honestly, if you're just joining us, Steve is like the <laughs> most amazing publicist in television Australia. And can and I just say everything about television? I just because I saw Steve briefly at the launch of Woog's amazingly fantastic book. And, but it was brief and there was, you know, five million people. And, but apart but from I that, was the hottest there, yeah. You were, of course. Yeah, good girl. And um, <laughs> without. Not even a question. Uh, but we had not we have not seen each other since uni days. And I can't tell you people, I'm just sitting here and I just have to sort of keep touching him because I'm like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And that touching's not so... inappropriate for a middle-aged gay man <laughs> at all. And so I'm just putting this on the record right here in front of our huge audience of 15 people and a couple of guys. Shut up, there's more. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, to just say that, that I now actually have your number in my phone and... I have That's yours it. too. Yeah. Okay, it's so yours. we're just going to like oh. we'll have our lovely later. Wank fest right now. Yeah. We're going to sign off with the star of the week and the tool of the week. Um, this is a new thing. I think it is it's really new. important. We didn't talk about my fashion hits this yeah. week. Okay, I think we don't need to talk about that. Oh, she's um, so rude. She's cutthroat. She is cutthroat. My star of the week is Scott Ladham. Who's senator? I know. And yes, he is suffering Good, from like seriously anxiety how hard that and depression. Yeah. And he actually owned it, and he came out and said, "I actually just step back. I'm going to sort myself out." And oh, I'm I ready, haven't heard this yeah, story. Yeah, and when I'm ready, I'm going to come back in there. And I just think that someone who is political and mm. can everyone says for family reasons. And I just think... He actually came out and said, I've got a depression and anxiety issue. I need to go offline and There's no tougher forum than that political forum. Can you imagine? Particularly today, like particularly now. But I can tell you, Steve, the most interesting thing that he's had nothing but 100% support from the public and his fellow parliamentarians. So I just think... 
And for a man to come out, because statistically speaking, men have real problem mm, having yeah. to, to... Like, Scott, I hope you get this sorted. And Thumbs yeah, up to Scott. Yeah. And my tool of the week is Scotty Bernardi, because he's over um, in the US... And he is being a total... Okay, hit. can I just... I just Dickhead! Corey think... Bernardi should be shot. <laughs> yes. If there's one person no. I would like to rip the head off and shit down their neck, no, it's no, Corey... No, no. Oh, is I'm that sorry. too violent? Yes. Oh, <laughs> right. No, can I just say my concern... I was reading some stuff regarding Corey this week coming out saying he supported Trump. And the most alarming sort of statement in everything I read was, you know, Bernardi... Currently on secondment to the UN. We're paying for that. What the hell? Like, why is no, this no, man no. at the UN for us? On the flip side, one of the Labour senators is also there, and she's left oh, of the left. Okay. And so, like, oh, I see. So he's left of the left. She's she, right. He's yeah. right of the right. She's left of the left. Okay. So there's a bit of a balancing act, as <sighs> we all know, has to go on in politics. Seriously, so they're, they're, I, I think there's actually more over there. There's quite. There's there's quite a. Uh, a presence that we have. Anyway, weeks, uh, right, so it's my star of the week. So my star of the week, and it's a general star of the week, because <laughs> I was incredibly fortunate on the weekend, and I don't want to bore your listeners, but I went to the wedding of an old and dear uni friend of mine. Ex-lover. Ex-girlfriend. <laughs> before you came bursting out of the closet. Before I became bursting out of the closet. And I went to this wedding, it was Amazing, and I, I was there with all my old uni friends, and it was truly special. And then a couple of days later, I'm sitting in what will be my bedroom later tonight, <laughs> and I'm recording a Woods World Headquarters. Woods World Headquarters, <laughs> and I'm recording a podcast with another two of my very special friends from that uh, crazy time in our lives. And so, my star of the week is old uni friends. Oh, I love it. And my tool of the week... Yeah, bring it, it ha- on home! Oh, what about me? I don't get a star at a tool? No, you've said enough. Oh, <laughs> I'm so coming in at the end. Don't you let her turn it off. My tool of the week, and is, I hope there are a lot of people who agree with me. I'm a Labour voter. I'm left of... Like, I'm left. I'm marriage equality. I'm like, get them out of Nauru. I'm like, just... I'm left. And I held this... So much hope when Malcolm Turnbull came into power, and it was just like, oh my god, there's finally going to be someone who can bring the left and the right together, and they can play the middle ground. And every week, he is a constant disappointment. (laughs) And just own your balls, baby. Own your balls. Like, become the leader that we all know you can be. And but like, how can he do that when he's managing uh, with the I, devil? I don't know. I'm not... He managed well, it with the devil. As much as we all think we rule this country, we're not in that inner circle. And I, just, I, just, I get so frustrated I that know. he's the man that could actually bring this country I together. Know. Imagine if he was and a leader. And it's almost like he's fighting against himself. It's yeah. like, it's frightening. He, yeah. Anyway, so he's the, the tool about, of the week for me. The thing about Malcolm Turnbull is that he knows what to do. He knows what to do. But he does. He did a deal with the devil. Yeah. But also, it's almost like he shies away from being the I front think that's man. Next week's episode. Oh, well, okay. No, I know. Oh, am I back, back next week? No, I want my star. <laughs> I want my star of the week. Okay, okay, hurry up. Quick. I need to wee. And we've left Michelle in the kitchen with the kids. <laughs> so, hurry. God only okay. knows how the selfies are turning out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She looks like a goddess while I look like the fat kid from the Sorbonne ads in the 1990s. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so the star of my week, everyone, and I would believe it would also be the star of Rob's week, was I went to see his waxer. Okay, I'm going to go. Oh, there. no. no. Oh, even I, I want to leave the room. <laughs> and I saw a new waxer this week, and I've had the whole kitten caboodle okay, done. I'm and they go. were amazing. I'm, oh, my yeah. God. I'm coming That's back for the star next... of my week. I need to go to the toilet. A toilet? I'm coming back to continue the waxing. Oh, yeah. no, I can't. I'm a gay man. Yeah. Had all these... Bi- <laughs> goodbye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Busted flat in Ben Rouge Waiting for a train And I was feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down Just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. When she wiped her slapping time, I was holding Bobby's hand in mine. We sang every song that driving knew.